Hey guys, it's Caitlin from Fearfully Fierce. I am so excited about today's episode because we finally have our first interview. So get ready because we are going to be talking to my aunt and she is one of the most amazing people ever. She has such great wisdom and insight on all things life and I cannot wait to get into this so you guys can meet her. Let's go. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that this worked. (laughs) It's working, yes. Oh, I'm so excited. So I gave a little intro before, but tell everybody who you are and what you do and just kind of give us your story. Tell us who you are. Oh, I really don't have a story. I just live life. Uh, oh, shoot. Except I have a story right now. My seltzer's leaking all over the place. Um, my, so my name's Sharon, and I work with Wildwood Programs, which is an organization not-for-profit for the intellectually and physically challenged. And I've done that for over 15 years. And I also went through yoga teacher training, and I am a yoga instructor, and I practice yoga every day. And that's a small part of who I am. (laughs) So tell us how you got into kind of the primary work that you do. So you said you've been with Wildwood for over 15 years now. So how did you get into that line of work? Well, it seemed like I always knew what my purpose was. And as much as I might try when I first started in the workforce to uh, kind of not go with that, what that purpose was, to maybe not believe it, I did other things in the business sector but then realized that my true calling was to serve others. And so that's what I went into BOCES first off. And I worked in skills development and then uh, moved on to uh, deaf and hard of hearing where I was a note taker. Uh, And I ended up being a note taker uh, pretty much one-on-one for someone who was deaf and blind who was like one of the smartest people in the universe. And that taught me a lot. And so then uh, I was doing that. And one of my good friends worked for Wildwood. Uh, She's one of the one of the ones who've been there pretty much all her life. And she suggested that I come part time and try some community habilitation so I did that and that segued into working in the group homes as a counselor and then an assistant manager and then I felt I was wearing too many hats so I 
proposed a full-time position in just community hab. So I did that for, oh my gosh, like 13 years. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I don't like talking about myself. <laughs> I know, but it's good. And I have to tell you something that's really funny. And a lot of people might not know, but Auntie and I have a very, we have a special connection together and we both really kind of believe in this universal pull and, you know, that the universe brings people together and just all kinds of things, you know, that the universe is at work. And so I have to tell you, when you first started telling your story and talking about, you know, that you had this bigger purpose, one of the questions that I have written down says word for word, what is your purpose? And I think that just really highlights kind of our relationship is, you know, we're, we're kind of on the same wavelength without even really knowing it or realizing it. it Cause I, you didn't know what I was going to ask you and talk about. And like, th- those were your exact words. Like, just how funny is that? Well, I believe perspective of time and time here is different than time on a larger scale. Absolutely. So te- technological difficulties will be a part of everyday life, and it's it's just something we got to roll with. I'm back. <laughs> can you hear me? I can. Are we good? I think I think I was walking too far into the woods there for a yeah, second. That could be it, but you know, I'm I'm glad you're walking around in the woods. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> well, I'm not anymore. Now I'm by the house, and my husband will probably come out and say, "Butters." Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's my nickname. Whoops. Okay. That's real life. That's perfect. So, we were we were talking you kind of universal pulls and you know us on the same wavelength and now so I want to ask you because I've just sort of come into this the universe is a bigger place you know you put what you want out into the universe it'll eventually come back and you've kind of been in this world for a while so like how did how did you kind of get there and like was there any kind of like one moment that like you were that kind of made you realize that you know we're all kind of connected or you know was it kind of just like a journey you've been on and so talk to me about that well I mean it's not probably gonna sound as eloquent as one might think um I always felt that I was a little different from all the rest. And that was a little bothersome. And I would feel things and kind of pick up on things. And then I would talk about it. And it'd be like, what are you talking about? 
So, you know, like something was mm-hmm. wrong with me. So it's always been something that's been within me. It, it was, I think it was just part of me when I came into this world. And then it took growing up a little wisdom, a little not caring so much what other people thought to say, okay, this is me. I want to, I want to be authentic. That's one that as I've aged in wisdom has been one of my big things in reaching a point where I can just present on the outside exactly what I am on the inside. So just all my life kind of working towards that and each little stepping stone whether it be a couple steps back and then a few steps forward and then sideways and upside down whatever you know because that's what life is it would bring me closer to the understanding of that purpose and that it's okay to and actually not even okay it's we need to live who we are inside because if we don't it life will always seem like a struggle and like we're trying so hard and getting nowhere and like it just won't feel right and you know and the thing is we can't so much look to the external to find ourselves we have to go internally and we have to dive down deep within ourselves to understand what our life truly is because it's not what we really live and see uh, that's just a perception of what our life is and it gets clouded because it's worldly it's not beyond that it's not cosmic or universal or any of that it's just what the small little minute world is you know in the in the grand scheme of things now I think it's really interesting that you said it wasn't going to be very eloquently put because I think that you could not have even you can said couldn't have said it better if you tried and I think that you touched on a really important thing about you stopped caring what people thought and you just kind of leaned in to being your authentic self and I think that's really important because I think that's something that a lot of people feel and they don't really know what to do with that you know you said that you you felt this inside of you from you know a young age that you just kind of came into the world this way and had to figure out what to do with it you know because you were feeling this way, you know, growing up and feeling different and weird and trying to fit in and work against it. And then you kind of just stopped doing that and then became who you were truly supposed to be. So I'm wondering, when did I'm that still sort of... I'm on it, sweetheart. Believe me, it's a lifelong journey. <laughs> but I, that, go ahead. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but so when did that kind of start happening for you you know when you sort of started realizing this is who I'm supposed to be and I'm not gonna fight against it I'm gonna work with it and just be who I'm supposed to be well truly when it really resonated and when I really started doing the work 
I mean, really diving deep down is when I, when I got into the, the teacher training and the yoga teacher training in that uh, it was such a beautiful uh, nine months of my life, which continues on for the rest of my life. And maybe, maybe one of the most difficult journal journeys as well, uh, because I'm one that doesn't like to look in myself um, at the dark side, at, at the stuff that that like when you're stuck in the muck and it's just, or you're feeling anger or you're this. I'm back. Yes. So you were talking about kind of as you went through this teacher training and you were diving down into kind of the really hard stuff, the deep stuff, the dark side. Oh boy. I really rambled on after that. Um, <laughs> then you missed it all. I don't know if I can recap. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to sum it up and until one recognizes and embraces side of oneself cannot live their happiest life or and they cannot be truly authentic. I love that. And now I want to kind of create a little bit of a timeline because I know that you've recently completed the teacher training. So you didn't come to this place until a lot later in your life, correct? Uh, or did you do this kind of this work throughout your life and now now you're kind well, of Well, in it's it's been ongoing uh what I mean by that is yoga has always been a, a part of my life in my, um, you know, in my teens, just journaling on just writing down dreams, um, stuff, you know, stuff that has to do with yoga, stopping and taking a breath, uh, you know, focusing on the breath and, um, living, living a life that was authentic as I could be at the time. So it's always been my, my journey. So it's just, you know, you go forward, you go back, like I say, in all different directions. And, but this, when I came upon it, uh, to take the teacher training, uh, I was, it was right after I turned 50. It, I was in my 50s, like right after like 51. Okay. You know, like in my 50s. Yep. Okay. So, so this takes you know, time. And I mean, you can, and I think it's important that it doesn't need to take, you know, the until you get to, you know, the second part of your life or, you know, any stage. But it also, it's okay if it takes time for you to get there. Well, I think... My thought on that is that we're doing ourselves a disservice. And if, if we try, if we think we're getting there um, too quickly, you, I don't know if I said that right. But what I mean is 
it's a lifetime. And the reason why um, it's at the point that it is right now is because you need to live life. You need to have those experiences, the good experiences, the not so good experiences, the life experience. So anyone to say that they're at that point of wisdom in their teens, um, there's a lot more to go. And so as we grow, as we age in wisdom, uh, it, it just, it gets deeper. Yep. If we, if we follow the path, if we allow ourselves to just keep digging and digging and digging to, to not give up on that and to just always have that passion to be what we were meant to be. And it doesn't happen in your younger years that way. Right. I, if we're being truthful about it, uh, that's my perspective. I, I, I could be totally off on Right, it, and but... that's okay. And I think kind of, I think where I was going with it is starting that journey, I think, with yourself in kind of understanding that this is a journey you're going to take and you're going to need to look within yourself and realize things and kind of drop thoughts and feelings that you had on things that you were supposed to do or act and feel this way about things, the sooner that you're able to do that, the sooner your journey can kind of really start and you can start working towards those experiences and that journey and, you know, versus living kind of in a little bit of a box throughout your life and then waiting until, you know, your thirties, forties, fifties to realize this isn't who I'm supposed to be. And and then kind of starting that quote unquote journey onto, like you said, your authentic self. Right. And there's, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a way to say this that's not lengthy, but um, so I'll, I'll try to summarize it. Uh, my life, I lived um, with a mom who uh, was fearful of a lot of things and uh, was very intuitive in her own sense of the Hello. <laughs> so you were talking about kind of growing up with a mother who was fearful of a lot and kind of what happened in that situation for you. I believed her. I believe that if it didn't feel right in my gut that I shouldn't do it. And so as I was growing up, I missed out on a lot of opportunities because of that, because I believe that. I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to as well. Pardon? I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to whether it's how they were brought up or just kind of how they feel inside, you know, they miss out on a lot because they're afraid. Well, and as I said before, just feeling like I was kind of different, like I didn't quite fit in and, you know, all that, it, it caused me to kind of shy. And I always thought I was shy 
but I'm not really shy. Right. Uh, it was something else. And it was uh, like you talk about a lot, doing it anyway. Uh, so it really, to me, at this point in my life was fear. It was fear. It wasn't uh, that gut feeling like something bad was going to happen like, like that. And, oh, don't do it if you feel that. It was fear of the unknown, fear of, am I going to fail? Fear of what are people going to think? All of that. And so once I did it anyway, things that I wanted to do, and that's why it, it happened later in life, because I really believe my mom's version of what that feeling was. And so when I jumped the hurdle, even though I was fearful, like um, being on stage, uh, trying out for the Nutcracker at Proctor's and, and getting, getting picked and being, being on stage. On stage was something that I was, always felt what was inside of me. And I didn't do it till, I don't know, I was in my 30s maybe, and, or maybe even 40s, I don't know, but later in life, and when I always wanted to do it, like in school and stuff, but I didn't, so it's like that, and every little obstacle, every little hurdle you jump, it's like you, you're like, okay, I can do this, and then you have to dig deep, and you have to find the strength to just persevere no matter what. I think it's important too to point out that you didn't do these things kind of when you initially felt called to do them, but you did them. Right. You did them later on and you still kind of got to that place. And again, I think that's that just that, that universe working in the way it's supposed to happen where, you know, you didn't do it when, you know, you felt the initial calling, but you kept feeling that calling and you were able to go through your life and go through the things that you needed to, to bring you to a place where you just said, you know what, I'm going to do it anyways. Exactly. And I think exactly. that's important because it's never too late. You know, just because you didn't do it before doesn't mean you can't go and do it now. Exactly. And I think about like now just teaching yoga in the in just getting the feedback and it really does matter. You know, because we all we say it's so, so strange because we say it doesn't matter what people think. But if I was just teaching yoga and nobody was telling me, oh, you know, coming up after and saying, Oh, this resonated with me and you know I really enjoyed the class I like the way it, you know whatever they're saying you know that stuff it does matter because if you don't get the feedback like what you're just doing it and you're like well is this really like working is it helping people are they liking it so it, it does in a sense matter what people think right 
Absolutely. I think feedback is super important because as you've talked about, like, that's how you grow. Like, that's how you get those experiences and you, especially when you're in kind of the human service role, like, that's how you make a better experience for them. Right. Absolutely. So we end the podcast with five questions that I ask everybody. And they're just things that I like to know and kind of things that I think people like to know too. So the first one is if you could meet one person, who would it be? The Dalai Lama. And what would you say? Share your wisdom with me. (laughs) Yes. Okay. What time do you go to bed? Between 10 and 11. Okay, and what's your bedtime routine? Uh, electronics, on the most part, go off at 9. And then I, you know, do my self-care. I wind down. And uh, maybe do, uh, you know, I got the... Uh, um, a website, the the com, where they have nighttime stories that you can listen to. Sometimes I just put that on, um, you know, as I'm in bed, and just listen to that. And they're very meditative, or just meditation, or do some nidra, nidra, nidra however you want to say it, uh, and just prepare for the for the sleep, rest, and digest. Yeah, I love that. What is your favorite food? What is my favorite food? Cheesecake. Oh, yes. (laughs) Sounds so good. (laughs) If you had $100 to go shopping right now, where would you go and what would you buy? $100 $100 is all I have, right? Mm-hmm. And I have to go to a store? You don't have to. What would you do? I would, we can, I would sign question up. question can go wherever you want. <laughs> I would sign up for one of Lauren's classes. And now tell us what Lauren's class is. Well, Lauren's my, te- my yoga teacher, my master teacher. So it would be, uh, I would use that money towards uh, getting more credits in my yoga teacher um, training uh, certification. I love that. Okay. And then the last question that we ask everybody, and it has to do with the podcast name, which is Fearfully Fierce. So what is something that you have done where you have felt fearfully fierce? Well, I'm going through yoga teacher training in my 50s. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I you'd have to kind of be fearfully fierce to do that. I mean, that's a lot, a lot to put yourself through at that age. And it's, I don't like to think in terms of age, but I mean, it brings everything up and, you know, stuff you might have not wanted to like bring up. 
and it, it causes you to really look at it. But the thing is that no matter if you're 20 or you're 50 or you're 90, it's all important stuff because we're on this earth to learn our lessons so that whatever's following, uh, we've, we've done our work here. And then we can continue on, hopefully, to whatever's coming after that. I couldn't have said it better. I think that is an exceptionally fearfully fierce thing that you have undergone and continue on that journey for you. Thank you, Miss Caitlin. Uh, Well, thank you so much for taking your time out to talk to me, to give your wisdom to everybody. And I hope that, you know, you go on with your day and you have an awesome rest of your day. And I surely will. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Wasn't she just the best, guys? We might have had some technical difficulties in there, but she just shared some really great wisdom and some insight that I'm not able to share yet because as we talked about, I am not far enough along in my journey yet. So... She is able to give us some some experience on just going through life. And so I hope you guys enjoyed it and that you will leave a review before you go over on iTunes. And while you're there, don't forget to rate and subscribe to the podcast so that more people can check it out and more people can come onto the podcast to share their stories and share their wisdom with us. See you next time.